my name is Michael Bosey. Welcome to my podcast called Marketing Without the Marketing, where I try to teach you everything that I know about content marketing 10 minutes at a time. Now, I've been in the middle of what's called the Social Media Strategy Series. Just did one last week on Facebook ads, uh, which was more of a strategy than the social media platform uh, per se. But let's get back into platforms. And today I want to talk about Medium. Uh, If you don't know Medium, uh, it might seem a little weird to have Medium in here. I mean, it's a blogging platform, right? Well, let's get into that. Medium is not just a blog. It, It is social media, or at least consider it sort of a blend of the two. So think, you know, longer posts, the type of content that you share is going to be affected by this, but it's not really that different from the way that you might use YouTube, for instance, right? You're doing longer videos on YouTube, so that might make a difference. And if you don't know Medium, it's, uh, you know, this is a platform that's run by the folks at Twitter. And while Twitter is for, you know, 140 character tweets, Medium is a place that focuses on sort of the long form side of content. Uh, They got a really nice interface on the platform and they strip away almost everything so that you can focus on the reading and the writing, which is really nice. And uh, to date, they've kept it pretty clean. Uh, The user interface is very minimal uh, for both reading and for writing, uh, which is really great. Now there's a social aspect to it too, and that you can follow people and they can follow you back. And uh, Medium uses algorithms to send you an email digest every day, or you can set it uh, for less frequently if you, if you want. But that digest is custom built for you based on your interests, your activities, what you click like, what you share, uh, who you follow, all of that. And yes, that makes it an echo chamber, just like any other social platform. I mean, it's really hard to get away from that uh, with whatever platform that you use. But you can save bookmarks. Um, I mean, there's a lot that you can do with this platform, even though it is very, very simple. Okay, so let's look at why you might use Medium uh, for your business, right? Uh, The first and, and biggest reason really is that, as a rule, it's hard to get your blog posts read, right? The ones that you post on your site, it's hard to get people to go there, right? I mean, you do a number of different things to try to drive people to your site, but let's face it, there's a lot of friction with that. And Medium provides a platform that's kind of like, if you will, many bloggers on one site. Now, while this has its benefits, right, that might put you in front of a larger audience, there's also a backside to it as well, which is you don't have a lot of control over that audience. And this is where the digital sharecropping concept comes in. My rule of thumb is whenever you can, it's always best to build on your own property. That's your website. Yes, it's harder to do that but more valuable in the end because now, you know, that audience is your audience. They're on your site. They're not someone else's audience. Uh, So that's really, really important to try to drive that, even though it's more difficult. But keep in mind, because it's more difficult is why it's more valuable. Uh, Lots of people try to do this, and it is really, really challenging. But let's look at how Medium might fit into this strategy then, right? So in other words, can you do some digital sharecropping and still live by this principle of building on your own property? Sure, sure you can. Let's take a look at that. 
Now first, let's look at the publishing process just so that you have some context here as to what Medium is about. The simplicity of it is definitely a strength, but you might see it as a limitation from the start, depending on the type of content that you're producing, so it's worth looking at this. So super easy to use, right? Start a new post and you'll see a nice writing area that's very, very basic. Uh, not a lot of formatting is available, but you can put in links, which is good, and you can put in images, also good. Uh, you're going to want to add an image to the top. Uh, use the, what I would call a blog-sized header image. Uh, for me, I always use 1024 by 768 pixels. That's 1024 by 768. So that it appears okay as a thumbnail, you know, when people are sort of scrolling through, you know, a list of the posts. Uh, that'll make the thumbnail look good. Now, some people do some clever things with images throughout the piece, which is very cool, but I usually stick to one image. Now, though it's a writing platform, use at least one image, right? Like any social platform, your click-through rates are just going to be better in posts with images. So just remember, don't skip this step. Use at least one image. All right, then you start writing, right? Treat this just like any other blog. It's going to be all about your audience. Now, keep in mind, this audience is potentially much broader, so you're going to think about that. That's going to be a little different uh, than the audience you're used to writing for for your blog. And you're going to be meeting a lot of new people here, and it could be folks who are going to you know, encounter you for the very first time and who may have gotten there because of a recommendation. Uh, and you, know, you just want to uh, factor this in, that the context of this is a little bit different. Now, a word about the content, uh, because this really speaks to what Medium is about. I mean, when they first started, it was such a great platform. Uh, but once it got popular, just like anything else, this flood of sort of, you know, the, the crappy sort of listicle content, you know, the things like the you know, five reasons for something or other posts and this samey sort of bullshit, low value guru type content. Look. Avoid this at all costs. That won't surprise you to hear me say that. Uh, you, instead, you're going to solve a problem for someone. You're going to teach them something they don't know. Offer a new perspective. Just avoid this cheap content. Instead, you're going to provide a lot of value. That's your rule of thumb, right? Provide a lot of value to this audience. It's your first meeting with them, right? So you really, really want to make a good first impression. Now, a cool feature is that you can also save things in draft form and come back to it later, so that's nice. And you can export all the content, so there's really no danger of you, you know, losing your, your content. You know, of course, unless Twitter gets taken over or they change their terms of service or whatever. So it's always good to have a backup. I mean, you know, that's just good practice. All right, so let's talk about coordinating your blog and Medium. You know, this thing about sharing content across both platforms. Like I said, you can do this. Uh, but you just got to be smart about it. Now, to me, there are two approaches. Uh, the first is to write a complete original post and post it on Medium. The second is to write and publish that post on your blog first and then post uh, sort of a teaser on Medium, sort of a digest that directs people to go back uh, to the original post on your blog, on your site. Now, of those two approaches, which one do you think is better? Uh, again, it probably won't surprise you to hear me say that if, look, the first one is probably the best way to go, right? If you're going to do it, 
go all in, produce real posts, be a part of this community. Remember, this is a social space too. You're going to want to participate. You're going to want to comment on other people's posts. And this sort of half-assed strategy, you know, posting the teaser content, an excerpt, a digest, when you think about it, that's not really very nice to the reader. Their experience is something like this, right? I'm reading it. I'm enjoying this post. That's great. And now I've got to click through to your site. Why? It's kind of annoying. It's kind of presumptuous. And it's kind of manipulative, right? If you think about it. To me, if you are if you set out to provide value, then do that. Provide value in all aspects, right? So not just the content itself, but also be kind to your reader too. And yes, I understand it's more work to write these original posts and post them only on Medium. And this is why I always say, and I've, I've said throughout this entire series, to focus your efforts on one or two platforms. And that's because it's a lot of work. In point of fact, that's why I'm doing this series at all, right, is to help you decide on those one or two platforms. Now, look, I've done it both ways. It's not to say that you can't use the half-assed strategy, but, you know, I'm never really that proud of myself when I sort of cheap out and do this digest type thing. And, and you know, it's not going to help you grow your audience that fast either because you've been a little annoying to, to them, to the reader. So, you know, they're not going to—it may be a really valuable post— but it's going to diminish the effect a little bit. But look, the only time that I think that something like that, this digest strategy is worthwhile is when you create sort of a collection of your posts. Then you're driving people to your site, so you're happy, and you're providing a convenient resource for people, uh, meaning that they're happy too, right? So that's more win-win. Uh, and to see a good example of this, see my collected posts about this series, which is uh, the post is called Using Social Media for Business. And let me uh, let me drop a link in the show notes for you. But look, try both of these strategies and see what happens. Right. My advice is to maybe try to adjust the strategy a little bit so that you can kind of uh, do both things at the same time. So let me explain. Right. So, for instance, suppose that you write a post for your blog, uh, publish it there. And then take that post and refactor it for Medium. Or you could do the same thing for LinkedIn Pulse, right? The audience is going to be a little bit different on each, right? Your blog or Medium. So that means that the context is going to be different. So it would stand to reason that the content should be different too. So sometimes you can change enough so it looks like a different post for SEO purposes um, with just a few small adjustments. I think you don't have to go crazy. Rule of thumb I use is to try to change at least 20% of it. But again, think of the audience because that context is important. So just make the content match what you're doing for the audience. All right, let's talk strategy uh, for a moment. I got a couple points that I want to mention that uh, once you've been going for a little bit, publishing some articles, uh, and you might want to take it to the next level. These are a couple of things that you can do to, to really help engage with the audience, right? So the first one is about comments on Medium. To me, this is the most underused feature uh, on the platform is the ability to comment on a piece. The way this is handled in Medium is way better than the comment feature on any WordPress blog because you can highlight something and then comment right there in context. Uh, really, really powerful if you think about it. So it's not just a comment section. It's sort of one that's integrated with the piece itself. And as you can imagine, there are clever ways to use this. The first that I thought would be really cool, and I tried this a little bit in the early days of Medium, was to actually try to engage the audience as you're writing it, 
Right. So in other words, think of using Medium as a way to publish draft content, get comments on it. Very, very cool. So in other words, you could sort of develop the content, especially if it was important, uh, maybe like chapters in an ebook or something uh, was going to be a good permanent piece of content. This was kind of a cool way to get some feedback up front. But you don't have to use it that way. You can just ask for responses within the piece. So just ask questions and ask something very specific so that you know, people will actually engage with you on the page. Now, this is tough because, you know, as a rule, people don't comment. It takes a little bit for the, to get them to do that. But when you're developing an audience and you've built up some trust, then it doesn't hurt to ask. So just try that. Maybe highlight the question a little bit uh, so that maybe people will actually go ahead and comment. It's worth a shot anyway, right? Engagement is everything. Getting people feeling like they're participating in the process is really really, really valuable. So it's not a bad idea to give that a try. All right, next strategy would be around publications. This is another feature which is kind of an advanced one on Medium, but I think this is is very, very cool. They have this thing called publications where you can sort of manage curated lists and your own original content by multiple contributors. So think of it as sort of, it's like running a, a magazine on Medium right? And if you feel that your audience is here on Medium, this might be worth it to you. And you might want to consider this strategy. So basically what you do is you create a new publication, give it a new name or handle, add writers and or editors as your contributors. And you can actually even use your own domain, right? So get a custom domain and uh, Medium will allow you to do that in the settings page. You just have to change your CNAME record in your web host and I won't get into how to do that, but Medium gives you very clear instructions on how to do that. And then you'll be running a magazine with multiple contributors, shares the workload, uh, allows you to publish some uh, original stuff, but then also to use uh, to curate some other great content as well. And now you're putting out a publication. And maybe if you had two or three contributors, now instead of publishing once a week, maybe this this shared publication, maybe you're doing, you know, three or four times a week. And the more frequently that you can publish, uh, the better off you're going to be for SEO and all that. And it's going to consolidate your power a little bit more. Kind of a cool strategy. And like I said, if you find that your audience is here, publishing on Medium is worth it. Might be a good one to try. Now, if you want to see a great example of someone who's really using Medium well, uh, see a guy named John Westenberg. He's doing two things. One, he publishes on his own Medium blog under at John Westenberg. That's J-O-N-W-E-S-T-E-N-B-E-R-G. I'll leave a link to that in the show notes for you. And he publishes for a publication called Speedlancer, which is at productive.speedlancer.com. Very cool collection of of, uh, writing there as well. So, you know, John's developed his own voice. I really like his style. It's very provocative, very honest, very raw. And you can get a good example of someone who's really making the best use out of Medium uh, if if you check out John's account. Now, I want to leave you with a couple of things, uh, just some challenges about the platform, because you may be thinking, okay, I'll consider this, but there are some things that might give you pause, right? First of all, the thing I mentioned before, you don't own your audience. Uh, Whenever you're publishing content on someone else's platform, it's not your audience. And Medium, look, there's not a lot that you can do to connect with people directly on Medium or elsewhere for that matter. It's a very, very manual process. And 
the platform is definitely more about the nice content, the user interface and all that than the connections. Uh, don't get me wrong, the connections are there. It's just, I think, willfully obtuse on how to connect with them, except within the platform itself. And of course, Medium and the guys at Twitter want this, <laughs> but you know, but that doesn't help you as the content creator. So big consideration there. Uh, second thing is I kind of wish that it was better integrated with Twitter. I feel like they've got, you know, it's the same guys who are running this. Uh, why not have these things work a little bit better hand in hand? The integration is there, uh, but you'll see what I mean once you start using it. It's not as deeply integrated as it really should be or probably could be anyway. The next thing is that it's very hard to know uh, how you're doing connecting with your audience. Medium has some basic analytics and statistics, but it's I mean, it is very, very basic, and there's no real integration with Google Analytics, for instance, like there is on your own blog. So, you know, it's sort of a limited dashboard on that. It helps uh, to see some of the analytics on Medium, but it's uh, it's not very developed. So, you know, and this is a big factor in trying to measure what you're doing and how you're doing, how you're connecting with your audience, uh, who's coming to see you. Uh, that's still a little bit of a black box with Medium. It's okay. It's just not great. And then lastly, of course, there's the digital sharecropping argument. Pros and cons uh, to this. The pros are that you gain more exposure by being in someone else's feed. That's why you use Medium, right? Which, let's be honest, is very difficult to do on your own blog. But the vote against is that it's a lot of work to produce long-form content. And to do that separately from your blog, you're still going to be trying to maintain your blog as well and build your audience there. And then to do it on Medium as well, I mean, that just adds to your workload. So you really got to brace yourself for that. If this strategy is going to work for you, expect it to take a lot more work. And it might be worth it. Only you can decide if that, uh, that extra work is going to be worth it. There are a lot of good things about this platform, but a lot of considerations that might make you think twice too. So like I say, with anything, uh, make your own choices about this. Uh, and hopefully this set of considerations and this quick review of the platform uh, will help you do that. All right, that'll do it for this week. Uh, let's hear from you. What do you think about this? Would you use Medium? Do you use Medium? If so, how? How are you using it? Hit me up in the comment section or, you know, hit me up on Medium too. Um, you can find me at mbozi, that's M-B-O-E-Z-I uh, on Medium or on Twitter for that matter. Uh, would love to hear your experiences with it, especially around this digital sharecropping issue. If you're doing all in on Medium, all in on your blog, doing a mixture of both, I'd love to hear your experiences, good and bad. Now, a lot of the same principles apply to LinkedIn as well on their Pulse platform. And I was considering doing an entire episode on that. But do you think that I need to? Do you think that it warrants a whole episode? Or do you think that everything I've laid out here, especially on the digital sharecropping issue, do you think that that will suffice? Well, let me know. And uh, until next week, thank you for joining me. Really appreciate the attention as always.